another episode of the Favorite and Fabulous Podcast. Happy Wednesday. How are y'all doing? I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling like like Big Boy. Um, I don't know what song that was, but he was like, feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, it's ghetto music. That's ghetto music. Um, But nonetheless, like I'm feeling good today. Um, My life has been extremely busy lately. I mean, just picking up steam. And one thing I'm realizing is that I got to get a hold of my time management. Okay. Because it's like God is providing more opportunities for me to to do more things, to share more things. And and also just with my job, like my workload has been picking up very heavily in in a good way. Um, But I got to get it together with my own self, my own time management. So I've been working that out, y'all, getting myself together, okay? And I will tell y'all, my life in the last few months has consisted of the good, the bad, and everything in between. Um, but I've learned a lot of very valuable lessons. God is, is doing such transformational things just in me. Um, not even just to talk about the things that he's doing around me and with the people around me or the things around me or whatever, but just in me. 2020 has truly been the best year of my life for transformation. Um, and I've said this before, so not to make light of anything that has happened this year because we have all experienced some um, some pretty difficult times just spiritually though like it has been the best year of my life and I'm thankful to God for that I'm thankful for the the opportunity to have have shut us down to the point where I had more time to really connect more deeply with God and just strengthen my personal relationship with him and like I said this has just been such an impactful transformational year and I'm thankful for that when I look at um how things are picking up steam. One of the things I've been talking about on the last couple weeks with the prayer calls and starting this Monday, they will be live on um, Instagram and Facebook. So I'm looking forward to um, that. I don't, let me take that back. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do them live on both. I still got to play with my devices, but I will record them and at least upload them on Monday. Also, um, on Facebook and Instagram so that people can go back and watch them later because they're so great. And so many people have said, man, I miss the prayer calls or I don't get up on time or what or I forget about them or whatever. So um, to be able to have those messages where people can go listen to the prayers, listen to the brief message that's shared before the prayers at any given time would be so beneficial. So be looking for that next week. I'm so excited. Um, but I wanted to say that the last couple of weeks, in the prayer call, we've been pressing in about being available to God. So two weeks ago, the call was about just being available. Like if God wanted to use you, you know, if he's looking for someone in this earth that he can use, can he come to you? Can he use you? And then this this last week, um, God's been pressing on my heart about my own self-discipline. So it really challenged me. And I got some feedback from someone who was on the call just thanking me for my obedience to God. But just how timely the message was in her life um, is what she shared with me. And, and I'm grateful for that, just knowing that, look, we it's one thing to be available to God, but it's a whole entirely different thing to be disciplined enough to fulfill what he's called you to do. So you can be ready and willing, but are you disciplined? So y'all, that's, y'all, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. I'm um, 
feeling led to do a podcast on it very soon once God finishes working it out and and telling me all the details about what that's going to look like. But nonetheless, just being available to God is is something that's coming up. I'm also going to be doing a Watch Yourself series um, to kind of close out the year. There are going to be a few more episodes on top of that because I think we got about 10 to 12 um, episodes left this year or something like that so several episodes coming up closing out the year very strong making ourselves available learning how to watch ourselves and just preparing to enter 2021 closing out 2020 with such a bang and and really getting ourselves together like you literally got time a lot of people try to start businesses or hurry up and finish the year strong um with those kind of things but i encourage you to finish the year strong spiritually not discouraging you from starting a businesses or anything else that you're led by god but spiritually like let's get that together let's strengthen that let's use the rest of 2020 to really hone in on what we need to do to upgrade our relationships with the lord but that was a whole tangent. <laughs> Nonetheless, today's episode, Confessions of a Worry Wart, is something I'm kind of excited about, y'all, to be totally honest. And the reason I'm excited is because um, these are my confessions, okay? But also just how God has really transformed me in this area and really strengthened me in this area and, and how I'm so blessed to even feel confident enough to talk about this because God has helped me through it and it's still something that I'm working out each and every day. So ah, here we go. Confessions of a Worry Ward. My name is Veronique. When we're in Worry Ward Anonymous, okay? <laughs> My name is Veronique. Y'all supposed to say hi, Veronique. <laughs> and I am a recovering Worry Ward, okay? So honestly, y'all, there has been a lot of things in my life that have shaped the person I am today. And um, one part of myself that I've struggled with for years, I mean, there have been multiple parts of myself that God has really, really helped me with, especially this year. So I'm telling y'all, it's been such a great year. But today, the thing we're talking about that I have struggled for for years is worry. Okay, I worried about everything and everybody. I'm naturally an empath, so people come to me um, with their problems, and I'm I'm good to, good for encouraging people or offering words of wisdom, words of advice, that kind of thing. I naturally just have taken that on, um, and it's it's just a natural gift that I have, honestly. And and looking back on my life, I've even been able to tell, to discern rather when when things were off about people or when they were going through things, even if they didn't fully want to share what those things were I always had like this this knack about myself where I could just pick up on it and then I'm I'm, it makes me it would make me excuse me can't get my words out concerned to the point where I need to pray for them or I need to talk to them I need to encourage them let me help you what's going on and so when people would share things with me for for a very very long time I would carry the weight of what I knew other people were experiencing experiencing but also Um, if I were experiencing something, I'd be carrying that too. So it's like, I'd want to help them with their issue, but then it, it would somehow become my issue. So I kind of grew out of that. And, and so I've learned not to carry people's issues, but to do the best I can to help them deal with their issues without taking it on emotionally too much. So I'm still the same with encouraging people 
motivating people, whatever I need to do. But I have learned not to like add that baggage to my baggage, you know, because we have to trust that God is the one that we're supposed to be turning those things over to. And if I'm trying to help or get in the way or do a bunch of stuff that God didn't lead me to do, then then I'd be out of line. Not saying that I'm not helping people. Please don't misunderstand my words because yes, I help people. I still pray with people. I still listen to people. I still encourage people give them resources that they need, but I have learned to direct them back to God who can fulfill and supply all of their needs according to his riches and glory, then directing them to Veronique who might be depleted next week because I ain't got no money in my bank account. You know, like I am a human being just like they are. So that's what I mean about um, the shift that has happened with me and taking on people's things. But Nonetheless, worry has been something that I picked up from my parents, picked up from family members, whomever, um, and, and just this this being overly concerned with with things of life. And and of course, like I said, sometimes other people's things, but mostly the things that go on in my life or with my family. And so I really had to understand what worry was in order to attack worry or in order to label it so that I could um, find ways to remove it from my life in the capacity that it was in my life. And so worry defined is, is basically just giving way to anxiety or unease. It's allowing your mind to dwell on troubles or to dwell on difficult things. And so when we think about this literal definition of the word worry, me personally, I embodied all of the above was anxious, always uneasy, um, focusing on the troubles of life or what might happen or what might go wrong or, you know, just how can I prevent those things from happening or what can I do or I wish I could do. Just just fostering this this thought process of, of just being consumed with negativity even to some degree and just concern about the, the, the bad things in life. And so... What I had to come to realize was first that worry was a problem, which is why this is Confessions of a Worry Ward, like Alcohol Anonymous. The first thing that any addict for anything has to do is admit that there's an issue, admit that there's a problem. When you want to get help recovering from some kind of addiction or something, you have to acknowledge that it even exists. So for me, for worry... I had to acknowledge the fact that I worried. I had to acknowledge the fact that that was problematic. Like, it's it's not cool to be out here just worried about stuff. It's not cool to just, you know, always be looking for the bad thing to happen. Always be waiting for something to pop out or pop off or, you know, um, that, that wasn't normal. And so about, hmm, this was probably about a year and a half, two years or so ago, through my transition from Atlanta to back home to Baton Rouge, I started realizing that this was a very big part of my life. And and I would talk to God about it. I would say, man, I just wish I wouldn't worry about stuff. Man, I just wish that I could trust God and be peaceful about things. Like, especially when I worried about things that then got fixed um, or figured out rather. So for example, when I transitioned from Atlanta to Baton Rouge, I bought myself a car for graduation because I had saved up so much money. Um, I financed the car rather, um, but I did not have a job. So I had enough money saved up to pay my bills. I got the car in May, so I, I was able to pay my bills through August. 
But when September rolled around, I was worried because I was like, man, I don't I'm I'm I haven't gotten a paycheck for my new job yet. Like, is it going to be enough money? Am I going to, you know, be able to even pay the bills in September? But y'all, I was worried about this in August. Okay, I was worried about September's bills in August. But not only was I worried about those bills, I was I was more so concerned because I had not secured a job yet. I had not started my job yet. And so I didn't have any income coming in. So, yes, August is taken care of. But what about September? So I'm looking forward to the next month. And and I didn't even have an idea that I was going to get the job, was going to have more than enough money to pay what I needed to pay at that time. And it, it just overwhelmed me. It consumed me. Thinking about the future, being so concerned about the future. But then, y'all, when I got the job, got paid in time, got to pay my bills, all that kind of stuff, everything fell into place, fell into line. It was like a load lifted off of me. And I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. Like, you worked everything out. But in looking at that situation during that time, I remember being like, man, you know, I really wish that I could achieve a place in my life where I could trust you, God, without worrying about something first, where I could see, you know, your miracles and how you provide for me and how you take care of me and experience what it's like to see you come through for me without having to worry about it first, without having to have some some tightness in my chest, some anxiousness in my heart first. I really desperately wanted to not worry so that I could see God move and really experience what it's like to trust him fully. And then when he comes through, like he always does, even if it's not the way that I suspected it to be, I could just have a peace about the entire situation instead of a regret. Because what was happening repeatedly, not just with this car situation, was that when something would happen, in my life that I would worry about. So how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? Um, Then I would stress about it. Then God would take care of it. Then I would be thankful that he took care of it. But then regret would fill my heart because I was like, man, if I would have just trusted that you was going to take care of it without worrying, I could have experienced this differently. So it was like the regret was blocking me from even fully enjoying or, or celebrating the fact that God took care of what he needed to take care of for me um, or what he wanted to take care of for me, rather. I couldn't even fully enjoy it because now I'm mad at myself because I was worried. So it was just this, it was just this, this awful perpetual cycle of just worry, 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 worry. God take care of it. God take care of it. God take care of it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, if I wouldn't have worried, I would have been more joyful. Man, if I wouldn't have worried, I would have passed this test. Man, man, man. And it was like failing test on top of failing test on top of failing test is what it felt like. And so, like I said, I just had this desire to finally get to a place where I did not worry about things so much. Like, I, I wanted that so badly, y'all. Like, and, and I know that God knew how badly I wanted to not worry about stuff. And I, and I truly feel like that's why he moved the way he has moved in my life to help grow me in this area. So today I want to share three small short pointers um I'm assuming this episode won't be as long as some of them but y'all know when I say that I'll be talking forever (laughs) so we're just gonna roll it but um three pointers that I have found to not only help me with not worrying but also um 
strengthen me whenever I do worry about stuff. So the first one is that we have to choose not to worry. And I know, I know, some of y'all might already be rolling your eyes. Don't turn off the episode yet because this is very important. Because the thing about this is when you tell somebody you need to choose not to worry, you need to decide not to worry. Just train your mind to believe that you're not going to worry and then you won't. That is so much easier said than done, especially for a person if they're like me and they have been worrying their entire life. That's a, a normal behavior from them, learned or what or experienced or however worry came about into their life, observed um, from parents, relatives, whomever, whatever way that they learned to worry and that worry became a practice of theirs, a habit of theirs. It's very difficult to say you just got to choose not to worry and think that that's going to mean something. So to any of y'all on here that people have told you that and and it has completely disturbed you or turned you off from wanting to hear anything else that they had to say, I apologize on behalf of them. (laughs) So let's embrace a new idea of choosing not to worry today. Instead of letting it be something that seems impossible, let's make it something that is not only possible, but is extremely doable and realistic and applicable in your current life. So when I say choose not to worry, I really love the phrase, don't worry, be happy. Um, And I like to say, don't worry, be fabulous. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, when I think about don't worry, be happy, I think about um, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, which says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what this is saying is not to be anxious about nothing. So don't be worried about a thing, but in everything by prayer and petition. So by by praying in a way that that is asking God, that is petitioning him with with thanksgiving in your heart. So present your request known to God by praying, by asking and with thanksgiving. So this is how we not we don't worry. This is literally what the Bible is telling us about how to put into practice not being anxious, not being worried. Literally by praying, <laughs> by praying and asking God, but not only praying and asking him, you got to pray and ask for your request with thanksgiving in your heart. So it's like, God, look, I thank you because you're already taking care of what I need. I thank you because you know what I need before I even ask you, as your word tells me in Matthew six. I thank you, God. You already know what I need. Here it is. I'm laying this out to you. I'm petitioning you. I'm praying to you. I'm presenting my requests to you. I'm giving them over to you. It's like this transition. So God, I'm giving you my worry and I'm picking up your peace because the verse right after that says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So it's telling us don't worry about anything. But in everything with prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. So we already got the prayer part together. And like I said, this is a transition that's happening because we give God our worry. We give him our prayers. We give him our petitions, our requests. We thank him. And then he gives us his peace that transcends all understanding that guards our hearts and our minds. When I think about worrying, it's usually a thing that happens in my mind first but y'all, I feel like a tightness in my heart. I feel like a heaviness in my heart. It's like a, it's like stress is just sitting 
on me. It's like a weight. So when we think about what this scripture is telling us about not being anxious, not being worried about anything, and this exchange that happens between us and God, he literally promises us the peace that surpasses all understanding that's going to guard our hearts and our mind. It's going to guard these two parts of us that causes us to worry. So when I talk about choosing not to worry, that's choosing to literally live out this scripture. That's choosing to say, you know what? Something's happening in my life. Something's coming up in my life right now that's convincing me that I should worry. But let me stop. Let me pray. Let me ask God to help me with this. Let me thank him for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do in this situation. And let me get some of his peace, okay? Let me get this peace that's going to surpass all that I can understand because I trust that he's got it, all right? So choosing not to worry is choosing to exchange your worry for God's peace. It's literally choosing to say this scripture, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, these scriptures rather, God, I want your peace that's going to surpass all that I understand to guard my heart and my mind. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to be worried, but I'm going to pray about this situation and I'm going to give my care, my worry and all those things over to you. So that's the first point. Like I said, choose not to worry. Let's have this exchange, God. The second thing is to practice not worrying. And and this is probably my favorite part of this podcast today because this is the part that challenged me, but that also strengthened me in this area. So last week I shared with y'all some of the things that had happened in my life with the, the, the small flood that we, well, it wasn't that small, but the flood that we had in our home, um, the dress that I was supposed to wear in this wedding, um, being stained in the process, um, some work that I had done for work being not saved on my laptop that I was using and just a bunch of things that were just like hitting me, bam, 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 back to back to back. And, um, I just look back on that and I, I smile at that entire week or week and a half or so of things that were happening to me because I recognized the fact that I was experiencing warfare. I was experiencing some battles that were happening in the spiritual realm, which I'll talk about in point three. But um, in, in everything that happened from the flood to seeing the dress to the work for work, <laughs> it's so weird to say that, the work that I was doing for work, um, not being saved. It's like, these were very heavy things. These are very difficult things, but it's literally like my mind just had clicked over into finally adopting this behavior of not worrying to the point that it shocked me. Like I'm so used to, (laughs) I am so used to worrying about stuff that to not worry shocks me. And it made me examine like what happened in my life? Like what changed to finally help me not worry about stuff? And I realized exactly what it was. It was literally the fact that I finally learned to live out God's word. Like I finally learned how to practice what I preach or what I teach or what I what I live by. So I believe we have to walk it, talk it and live it when it comes to God's word. So if I'm going to be on here talking it to y'all, then I have to be living it. I have to be really walking it out. And so when I think about that, the, the scripture that that kept coming to my mind when I was experiencing this stuff is 2 Corinthians 10, 5. And I've talked about this before um, on this, this this podcast, but 
It just talks about us destroying everything that that comes up against the knowledge of God, taking captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what this means is that when thing when those things were happening, it's like I was snatching up the thoughts before they could even settle in my mind. So it wasn't that I didn't have thoughts of worry when I woke up and rushed down and stepped out of my bed into a puddle of water all over my room that destroyed shoes and my work bag, just a bunch of stuff. It wasn't that the idea of worry never came to my mind. It was that I had gotten to a point where I was like, nope, I'm not going to worry about it. Mm -mm, Taking captive every thought. The, The thoughts that tried to enter were, oh my goodness, your stuff is destroyed. Oh wow, look at the dress. Oh no, your work is gone. However, will you get it back? And whenever those thoughts came, y'all, I literally, it, it was like a fly and I had to fly swatter. Like I'm swatting out all these thoughts as they come. Like, nope, nope, can't come, can't come. Nope, nope. I wouldn't even let them land. I wouldn't even let the flies land, literally. Visualize it before I would swat them. Nope, I'm not taking these thoughts. You can't come in here. And that's what helped me practice not worrying. So it was very interesting to me because the things that were happening to me were pretty heavy. And by the time I got to church this last Sunday and people were asking, like, how's your house? How's everything? And I was like, oh, it's good. You know, just lost a couple of past shoes. It's all good. The dress is fine. You know, they were like, but that's still, that's still something though. Like your shoes still matter. You, you're not concerned about your shoes. I was like, no, I'm not actually. And it, it shocked me and it made me realize like, oh, whoa, now I guess I'm entering into like this supernatural covering and I'm like not concerned about the things of this world. I'm like, look, God got me. I'm good. Like literally not worried about it. But I want us to keep in mind the fact that it's, it's not that worry won't come or it's not that we shouldn't Um, be anticipating something happening. But the thing is, we have to literally practice not worrying. God's word tells us in first Peter verse five, I mean, first Peter chapter five, verse seven, to cast all our anxiety on him because he cares for us. It's, It's so interesting when I think about this and when I think about taking captive every thought, because these scriptures remind us that we have to not only snatch these thoughts up to make them obey to, obey Christ, but then we have to give him all of these things too. So like I said, it's this exchange that's happening. For his peace, we give him our worry. For his presence and just to just to surround us, we, we ask him to come into every situation. We take captive every thought and make them obey with what his word says. And so we have to be reminded when we're practicing not worrying, we have to be reminded that we take one thing at a time. So while all this stuff was happening simultaneously, even I had to take care of one thought at a time take captive every thought. So that means each and every thought. That means one by one by one by one. So, okay, the flood water's on the floor, so I'm combating the thoughts against that. Okay, the dress is stained, so I'm combating the thoughts against that. Literally, one at a time. When we practice not worrying, you can't overwhelm yourself with 10,000 things that are going wrong at one time. Yeah, it's still doesn't change the fact that 10,000 things are going wrong at one time, but let's go to number one. Let's work out number one. Let's work out number two. Let's work out number three. And when I say work out, I mean, literally pray about those, literally combat the negative thoughts that are coming against those things, handling things one at a time, instead of trying to overwhelm ourselves with 
everything at one time. And that's what really helped me to put into practice not worrying this last couple weeks of my life. Um, and the last part of, of this second point is it, it really just made me think about Matthew chapter six. And, and y'all know, I, <laughs> I probably bring this up on almost every episode. I love, 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 love Matthew chapter six. But when I think about um, Matthew chapter six and how Jesus literally tells us how to practice not worrying, um, one thing that he says in verse 34 was, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own troubles today's trouble is enough for today so even when I talked about you know being concerned about my car note in September when it was early August because I started my job literally August 7th so surely I had plenty of time to get a check before my September car note was due but when I think back on that time how that worry consumed me y'all um it wasn't fun to experience but it also was a worry for something that was a month away I was literally psyching myself out about something that was way down the line when clearly there were things that I needed to think about that specific day or those specific days. And so when we think about practicing not worrying, we have to take God's word and and, and literally use what his word is telling us. Cast all our cares on him because he cares for us. Okay, take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Okay, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. So let's practice not worrying today in order to fully get to a place where you don't worry or rather you don't let worry consume you because we're always going it's always going to be something going on in order to get to a place where you don't allow worry to consume you. You have to take it one day at a time. You're not just going to show up and arrive and be this person that doesn't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. You make your, like, you're not just going to snap your fingers and become that person, but you have to take it a day at a time. You have to be committed to getting stronger each and every day as a different trouble comes, as a different anxiety comes, as a different worry comes, taking it a day at a time. And then... The last point for today is one, two, three, repeat. So we got choose not to worry, practice not worrying, point three, one, two, three, repeat. So the verse that literally came to mind where I was, when I was preparing this episode and, and thinking about, you know, all the things that, well, all the scriptures ra- rather that I could think of about worrying, John sixteen thirty three came to my mind because in, in this Jesus literally tells us we will have trouble, okay? We, we will have trouble. It says in, in the New Living Translation version, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Some say you will have many troubles. Some say many you will have many tribulations. Different versions say different things. But either way, trials and sorrows, troubles, tribulations, all the same thing. We got all these things going on. So Jesus is literally telling us, look, you're going to have stuff that's going to happen. There's going to be reasons for you to worry. There's going to be things that are going to try to shake you, try to move you out of your place. That's going to try to damage you, try to destroy you. But but take heart. Okay, take courage is what he's saying. I have already overcome the world. So this this one, two, three repeat not only reminds us to choose not to worry and to practice not worrying, but to remember why we don't worry. God 
sent Jesus and Jesus has told us, look, I have already overcome the world. I've already done that. I've already I've already won this fight that you're trying to win in your mind. I've already won this fight that you're trying to win spiritually. Like I've already overcome the world. So you just take courage, take heart in me. Understand you're going to go through things, but but you're going to win because I won. You're on my team. You're on a winning team. You can't lose. And so when we talk about this, it, it really is is pivotal for us to understand that we have to prepare for these troubles. Jesus is literally telling us, like, we're going to have troubles, y'all. We're going to have trials, tribulations, sorrows, and those kind of things. We're going to have reasons to convince us to worry. But how are we preparing for that? So I encourage you, if you haven't listened to the episode Armor Up, probably about four weeks or so ago, I don't know, go back and listen to Armor Up because I really talked through Ephesians chapter six, how to armor up, how to be prepared for battle, how to understand that a lot of the things that we go through are not against flesh and blood, but they're against spiritual wickedness and what that means for us as believers and how we prepare for this warfare. So you got Jesus right here telling you, look, you're going to go through troubles. And then later on, Paul comes back and reminds us how to armor up for these very troubles, recognizing that these worries, that these things that we're experiencing are spiritual warfare, are literally wars in the spirit, will help us to overcome it a little bit better. And that's really what has helped me. So when I talk about one, two, three, repeat. Okay. Yeah. I got through all those things. I didn't worry about my work stuff because I trusted that God is going to provide all of the ideas back to me again to retype it even better. My dress, I didn't worry about that. I ended up taking it to the cleaners. The stain came out. The water that was all in our house, we got it up. We cleaned up. We mopped. Everything's good. Everything's great. We're great. Back rolling like normal. All these things that I could have worried about, I chose not to worry about. I used these scriptures to help me not to worry. I practiced not worrying. And so now I have to one, two, three, repeat. I got to go back and armor up. I have to go back and look at these scriptures that remind me that things are going to happen, that troubles are going to happen. But how am I going to prepare for those? How am I going to trust that Jesus has already overcome this world? How am I going to be prepared with my, my, my armor, literally, to war in the spirit? So when we start recognizing that these things are spiritual and when we start recognizing that we're going to have trouble, we're going to have reasons to worry, then we'll be better prepared, better equipped to do it all over again. So, yeah, I passed the test on worrying on these things, but now I'm armoring back up. So when something else happens, I'll pass that one, too. I'll get through that one, too. I really feel like I don't feel I really know that God has helped me in this area because y'all I genuinely and truly just wanted help in this area I can't tell you how much I I cried out to God telling him like I don't want to worry about this stuff like I don't want to carry all this heaviness in my chest all this anxiety and 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 just depression or whatever like I don't want to hold on to all this I need you to help me not worry and so God will provide opportunities when you start praying for him to help you with stuff he's gonna he's gonna give you opportunities to be strengthened in that area and are you gonna be like I was for many years continuing to do it the same way over and over again not armoring up not praying about it just choosing to worry, choosing this woe is me attitude, staying, you know, cooped up in my little shell or whatever I had going on. Or are you going to choose like I then chose to say, look, 
at some point I gotta not worry about this I'm turning this over to God God you know my heart on this help me with this and then when he sends the test to help you with it you actually put into practice what his word has told you about worrying so I hope if, if, if nothing more today you understand the fact that you cannot live a life that's absent of worry that that just where worry doesn't exist like that's literally what heaven looks like okay we ain't there yet so while we're here on this earth while we're living this life we have to understand troubles will happen things will happen but how we respond to the things that happen is key how we use god's word to actually do what his word tells us to do in armoring up and in praying to him and having petition and thanksgiving in our heart and exchanging our worry for his peace casting all our cares on him because he cares for us how we choose to literally live out what his word says is what's going to make all of the difference when we face all these troubles in our lives i hope 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 that this encourages somebody out there today um as i minister to you i minister to myself thank y'all so so much for listening i'm excited to start the um posting the prayer calls on social media next week so if you haven't been tuning in on mondays at 7 a.m please tune in as we just pray and start our week together i love y'all so much thank you for your support um follow us on facebook and instagram at favorite and fabulous on instagram (laughs) i said them together on instagram at favorite and fabulous underscore and follow me at veronique bailey and remember you are favored by god and he made you fabulous peace out